Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your mentor, Courtney Dawson. I'm a professional medium, mentor, minister, and certified spiritual life coach. My goal with this podcast is to have deep, meaningful conversations regarding the journey of mediumship and spirituality. It is my hope that by listening, you will feel seen and confident in your own experiences. I invite you to join me on this journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited to introduce my new friend who I met on social media. He is energetic. He is vibrant. He is an evidential psychic medium. He is Jeffrey Peck. And I got your last name right this time. I'm so sorry. Um, It's an inside joke, everybody. So for some reason, I mispronounced his name um, in an IG story and he notified me DM. I'm like, shit. Oh no. Oh no. But it's so nice to have you on the show. I had the privilege of being on your show. And at some point in the near future, that episode's going to air. But I love the work that you do. I love your energy. And there's such a there's such a soulful resonance about you that I just thought I got to have you on the show. I want to talk with you. I want to pick your brain. I want to get to know you. So for those that are just being introduced to you for the first time, can you tell us a little bit about who Jeffrey is? Hi, everybody. Courtney, thank you so much for having me. And it's it's so awesome to be hanging out with you again, too. Like you said, we met each other on social media. I mean, who knows how many years ago at this point, but you're always one of the top in my feed and your work is is so inspiring to me. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you for the work that you do. So hi, everybody. My name is Jeffrey Peck. I am an evidential psychic medium. I have a podcast called Something Super Spiritual that yours truly, Courtney, will be on in the next week or two. and. The show is also recorded on video because I've discovered that a lot of people like to watch the conversation. So the the recorded video content goes to my YouTube channel at Jeffrey Peck Medium and having a blast with it and getting some really great feedback and just just trying to make a difference, you know, hoping to inspire hearts, inspire curiosity, because fundamentally at the very core of every single one of us, we are an eternal being just trying to get through this life and, and open our eyes to the truth, our own truth. Absolutely. And sometimes we're just trying to get through the day. You know what I mean? That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love your podcast and I'm going to talk to you about it. I want to go back, rewind a little bit. And I do know that you had an awakening after you received the, or attuned to the Reiki energy. And that was in 2006, right? Yes. And I'm just wondering if you can maybe talk a little bit about and share, what did your life look like at that point? And what inspired you? What kind of nudged you to even explore the Reiki? Because I love Reiki and I've been going to Reiki for... Well, I've actually been doing Reiki or receiving Reiki for about 10 years, meaning going to somebody, but I really gelled with this incredible soul, Stephanie Brown. She's been on the show. And if you haven't listened, go check out her episode because she's amazing. She's one of the few people that I actually am really comfortable with touching my energy because it so sacred. You're so vulnerable when you're letting other people into your energy field. And the spirit world had said to me, Hey, you got to go check it out, check it out. And like you and I talked about on your show, I'm kind of a slow learner. And I did. And it totally 
changed my life, not just like spiritually, but everything. What did it, what did your life look like? I'm so curious. Ooh, so I'm going to try to do this as succinctly as I can. Yeah. <laughs> so in the, in the 2000s from, from say 99 to about 2008 or 2009, I was doing mortgages and I was in the real estate business doing mortgages and it, oh, it was painful. It just, it's so not in alignment with who I am. I put all of my heart and soul into every single transaction and when things would blow up out of most of our control, you know, things just happen. Yeah. I, the, I just, I took it so personally that people got so upset and, and, and I would like walk around with chest pains thinking I was having heart attacks. So I knew that that wasn't working. I was in the midst of a relationship that ended up being about 11 years. And in 2005, 2006, I started getting these pings, but I didn't understand they were pings from spirit. I just kept, I kept thinking more about my mortality, about my life, my life after life. You know, I just really started to, to get me. And now my mother and my grandmother have both lived with fibromyalgia, osteoarthritis, degenerative dystrophy, major pain Yeah, for the last decades of their lives. And nothing would touch the pain, no treatments, no, they didn't know nothing. And this one particular day, it was Labor Day, 2006, my girlfriend calls me up and says, hey, let's go to the spa, like on the fly, meet me there in 20 minutes. Okay, so we go, we get up to the front desk, the lady says, would you like a man or a woman, masseuse? I said, well, I don't care at this point, we're here at the last minute, as long as you can finish in, we don't care. She picked a lady and I know Spirit was doing all the choosing and, and nudging me to get there. Within 15 minutes of this massage, the masseuse says, you know, I think I'm supposed to do Reiki with you. And I said, okay, what's Reiki? She explained it to me. And I said, sure, go ahead. She started at my head. And immediately I felt these waves of heat from my head to my toe, waves of this heat and it felt tingly or almost static electricity-like. At times, it felt like there were 10,000 butterflies flapping their wings so close to my skin, but not touching my skin. And, and I was just gobsmacked. The light show behind my closed eyes, I had never experienced that before. And I was talking to my masseuse saying, what is happening? So she explained it to me. She told me that it is a, a healing energy that, you know, balances, aligns, heals and uh, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, all everywhere it needs to. And we can all do this. And I thought, well, you know what? If we can all do this, I'm going to find one because what do I have to lose? We'll try it with mom. November 11th, 2006, I was in my first weekend with my Reiki master and literally changed my life. And you know what my Reiki master told me before we started that morning? She said, if you liked your life right now, if you're happy with it, be, be sure this is what you want to do because this will change your life. And I was like, no, I'm good. I mean, let's, let's, let's go with it. I'm here. I'm supposed to be here. What I didn't know was that the side effect for me was that it, it ignited all the spiritual senses a blam all at once. And 
I didn't know what was happening. Uh, my Reiki master told me after that weekend, she said, I want you to sit with yourself one hour a day for the next 30 days and give yourself a Reiki treatment. She says, I want you to allow the energy to, to teach you. I want you to feel it. I want you to know the difference between that versus your own energy versus the energy in your of your pets around you. What I want you to fully really understand what's going on. So within the first two weeks, every day I would walk into my closet and I was sitting upright with my legs crossed, my eyes closed, my Zen music going. And I would experience these wild light shows behind my eyelids, kaleidoscopes of colors. I started to visualize beings and hear things and, and see what looked like little vignettes of home movies, but I knew they weren't memories of mine. And I every day I would come out and say, okay, I know I was not asleep. There's no way I was sitting upright. And my hands were all over you know, my body doing this. There's no way I was sleeping. So I could not have been dreaming. What is happening? And so I talked to my Reiki master and she smiles ever so calmly. She says, you're opening up to spirit. Yeah. That is giving me like angel bumps on my arms. I love that because, you know, each of us has this ability to connect with the spirit world. I personally believe, I don't think it's mm -hmm. for, you know, a select chosen few Agreed. And just because I'm a medium. I don't think I'm special. I just think I have an ability that some people haven't recognized within themselves. That's it. Right. Yeah. But it's so interesting how a series of synchronicities and serendipity, uh, you know, serendipitous events can lead you to a moment that literally is the catalyst for your awakening. And everyone's awakening in that process looks so different. Yours was quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy, that's yeah. incredible. You know, when I took Reiki, Jeffrey, my Reiki master teacher had said it can, the Reiki power, the healing energy can increase your, like your natural psychic abilities, 50 to 80%. I'm like, holy smokes, where do I sign up? <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's interesting how your Reiki master teacher kind of gave you a heads up. Hey, like make sure you're, you're sure. And you're ready for this because your life is going to change. And boy, has it ever. So from that point on, what's it been going on? How did you end up working with the spirit and understanding, Hey, this stuff I'm seeing and feeling this isn't mine. And how did you work through that? So she was right. It, it did change. It changed everything. And as I said earlier, you know, it was painful in the line of work I was doing for almost 10 years. My relationship was on the brink for those last three, four years. And here's the thing. When things aren't working, when things are not in alignment with yourself, with your soul, with your direction, the universe will pull that rug out from underneath you. You've been getting the messages. You've been getting the nudges. You've been getting that this isn't working. We've got to make changes. We've got to make changes. Yeah. But no, I didn't want to make changes. No, I can work. I'll work with it. I can make it happen. So 2008, the crash. Oh, the economy. The real estate crash. Real estate, yes. I went down in flames with it. It's like the tower card. Yo, oh, <laughs> on steroids. I lost that 11-year relationship. I lost my house to foreclosure. I lost my car to repossession. I lost my career. Everything changed with respect to that whole career. 
I lost my income. I mean, everything, everything. So that was the universe getting me out of what was no longer working to get me on this path, right? So in 2000, you know, 2007, 2008, I had already started working with people doing Reiki treatments. 2007, I was starving for everything spiritual. After experiencing that with Reiki, I was in search of every workshop, every book, every teacher, every crystal, you name it. I mean, I lived in Phoenix, so I was an hour and a half away from Sedona. I was in Sedona at least once a month for a weekend for, for the next two years. And as I would do treatments with people, suddenly I knew that there were other people in the room. And I just knew it. I couldn't explain it, but I just knew. And I knew who they were. I knew it was father. I knew it was mother. I knew it was grandmother. I just, I just knew. And I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to say anything. I, my, my Reiki master was very clear. She's old school. This is strictly about the energy. We don't give psychic readings. We don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. But there came a point where I felt like I absolutely had to. Uh, Like I, it was, it was like spirit was just going poke, 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 poke. (laughs) And one day I just said, you know what? I feel like I have to talk. Would you mind if I say what I need to say? And she was like, absolutely. And I said, I feel like I have your father with me and let me describe him so you know exactly who we have. And so I described him, his personality, his work, his, the things that he loved to do, things that like, well, we know now is evidential mediumship, but back then it was all spontaneous. I I was spontaneously delivering evidential mediumship when I didn't even know what it was. I was just following spirits nudges, right? And so after that first time, they'd show up and I just started, I just started talking. And then I had to work another muggle job from 2010 to the end of 2018. Throughout that muggle job, right around the mid-teens, 14 or so, spirit came nudging again, knocking at all the doors, all the windows, knock, 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 knock. And suddenly I was in the second time in my life where I just couldn't get enough. And I was rude, but this time it was all mediumship. And I knew this is the direction that spirit was taking me. I knew this job was going to end soon. I didn't know when, but I knew this is what I would be doing afterwards and for the rest of my life. So after that ended, six months later, I was at Arthur Finley, truly like learning how to express and learning how to understand what's happening within myself, how I experience my own clairs, how spirit communicates with me and how I blurt it out, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So incredible. I just am always intrigued by people's stories of how they end up to where they are with the spirit world's backing, encouragement, and support. And it just really proves that the spirit world, they're intelligent. They have a plan. They are supporting us. And sometimes things have to really like you said, burn to the ground in order for us to see the subtlety of their signs. So sometimes we don't see the subtle, it gets big and loud, but it's always loving. And it's always about redirecting us to our soul's purpose. And I love, I love how 
when I listen to your story, it's like, oh my God, you can totally see the spirit's hand navigating you to where you are. And with evidential mediumship, that's the style how I work. And I know there's so many different types of mediumship out there, different styles. And for myself, I love the evidential mediumship because it's about that proof of survival, that evidence of survival. And is that just something how you've naturally worked with the spirit or like they just bring through? Because some people, Jeffrey, they'll say, oh, I got your mom here. She wants to say this, but they're not proving it. They're not bringing evidence to support that. Is that just something that within you, you felt needed to be brought through or how did that work for you? Yeah, yeah, completely. Because I have such a healthy skeptic and I wanted to know for sure. I, I didn't want to have any question. Now, let's be clear. You know, there's not one medium on the planet that that misses a mark in a reading, you know, every now and then. We're human beings. Totally. And, but I wanted to, I wanted to provide evidence. Show me who you are. Show me, let me feel your essence and deliver your essence. Let me, you know, talk about your life. Talk about their life since you left. Talk about, you know, and and it was it was so important to me where when it really started happening and I was recognizing the reality in all of this that's happening, I was so excited and it just like lit this fire inside of myself where I just wanted to scream it from a mountaintop. The people need to know the reality of this. And I just wanted to share it with absolutely everybody. And I wanted to, I was hoping one day I would be one of those people with the the brain cap on my head to, to prove that something is happening, that this is so real, that something is happening. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it just lights me up. <laughs> I love it. So do, I mean, so does it with myself. I just find that when we can actually bring through evidence of survival, like souls continue to exist beyond bodily death, it changes the way people that are here in the physical live their life, show up. It also can support people in their grief, but it also, I think too, inspires the living. From your experiences doing private sittings, how have you noticed the healing, the upliftment that people receive from the communication that you bring through from the other world? I receive a lot of trauma because of my own life experiences. Growing up gay in the 80s, very traumatic for me. I was I was living with the the belief that I was less than, that I wasn't worthy, that I was unlovable, that I was disgusting, that I was perverted, that I was going straight to hell. You know what I mean? All of that. And in 1995, I I tried to end my life. I just couldn't I couldn't fathom my existence with the f- friends and family. I figured everybody was just going to be disappointed. And, and I lived in Minnesota at the time. I was It was winter. I worked at TGI Fridays. And I was driving home at 1 o'clock in the morning through a blizzard, a full blizzard. And I couldn't see through my own tears, let alone the whiteout in the dark. And suddenly it just like, it just suddenly made so much sense that I shouldn't be here anymore. It just made so much, ra- it was seemed rational. And so I was heading for a light pole. I took my seatbelt off and I was heading for the light pole. Now what happened next? I mean, I have thought about this a thousand ways over. Realistically, 
I must have hit a patch of ice before that pole because suddenly my car sh- swerved. It, it's like it just, just swerved. And afterwards, it really felt like, like a hand came out of the sky and just turned my little car out of the way. And, and, and afterwards, I realized what I had almost done. And I just, then I, could, I sobbed even harder. But it really, really made me realize how deeply ingrained this trauma was within me. So I've been, you know, I'm a huge proponent of therapy. You know what? All of it. Therapist, counseling, medication, acupuncture. Me too, honey. Me too. If if anybody, all of them, they're all on my speed dial. We all need help. We all need help. Yeah. So throughout, because of all of this trauma that I've experienced, I receive a lot of trauma in my readings. I will get people on the other side who need to come through to acknowledge either abuse or maybe abandonment, betrayal, big, big stuff, right? Yeah. And I start out my readings by telling people, listen, if there's somebody on the other side that you experience trauma with in life, it's okay. You tell me, no, you don't want to talk to them. We're good. We'll just move on. Only once did I have somebody say no. The rest of the time, it, it, it amazes me. Like it's, it makes me emotional. Every other time they're like, okay, fine. I'll listen. And here comes this soul stepping into my field very carefully, cautiously, as if they need permission. And they get that permission. And then they start to acknowledge through memories that I feel and describe. And they're acknowledging the pain that they caused, the burden, the the trauma. And, and not just with them in front of me, but, but most likely the whole family and even friends, you know. And they want to, more than anything, acknowledge that and apologize from the very core Mm -hmm. of who they are. And many times they will describe it and remind the person sitting in front of me that this forgiveness that they're asking for, it's not for them. It's for the person sitting in front of me. It's strictly for the person sitting in front of me. They don't want us to go through life with that baggage of hurt and resentment and anger and A lot of times I will feel that shift happen. Energetically, I can feel it with my person in front of me over the screen. And I can feel that shift in the person in front of me and then the person behind me in spirit. I can feel it, their their energy lifts. And it's miraculous. It is absolutely miraculous. You know, I, I talk about the healing between the dash, you know, on the tombstones where it says, born 1970, died 2040. In that dash, we're here to learn. We're here to grow. We're here to forgive. We're here to love. In spite of that opposition and that challenge of struggle and pain and torture, when we can grow through all of that while we're here, oh my God, it's exponential growth for our soul. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just miraculous. And to facilitate that for spirit, for the people in front of me, all that healing that's happening for for them, for them in spirit, for me while it's all happening. It's just, it's amazing. It's an honor. 
It really is an honor. It's the same word that I use. It's so profound. People think Mm -hmm. that, I mean, I think that we have come a long way in promoting mediumship, what it actually is about. There's so much on TV in the media now that has really brought awareness to mediumship and life after life, which I think is incredible. There's a narrative that I feel sometimes doesn't accurately portray the healing and the benefits of the work that we do. And just from what you shared there, it is all about healing. And even those on the other side, when they cross over, they still have things that they want to work through or they want to make amends, you know, with and people. And it's just such an honor. It really is. And to see the changes that can happen with people within an hour reading or 45 minute reading. Holy smokes, right? Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. You know, it it is incredible. And I, and I always tell my people at the front too, you know, we can't control who comes through. So please be open to surprises and, and or surprises you might not want, you know, and, and quite a few times, you know, I've had somebody come through like this, that, that my sitter really didn't want to hear from. And what I find so incredible is at the end of those readings where the person was hoping to hear from their dad, say, or their grandmother or whomever, but yet here comes this person who wanted to acknowledge this pain and apologize and ask for forgiveness. At the end, the sitter will say, you know, I I get it now. I understand why they had to come first before my dad or my mother. And, and it's just that acknowledgement and that realization for that person sitting there. Oh, it's just like, oh, it gives me chili bumps from head to toe. It's just amazing. It is. And so your journey started in 2006 and we're in 2023 and you are going strong. When someone comes to have a session with you, what does a typical reading like look like with you? How do you prepare yourself if you do to work with the spirit and what would be some kind of like, let's say maybe some highlights of different types of information that might come through from the spirit. Early on in 2018, when I started practicing, when I went face first into strictly mediumship. Now I had been receiving all of this information, you know, 15 years ago, but I didn't really consciously go forward with that main intention of just being, this is how I'm going to develop. And this is what I'm going to develop. Here we go. Early on, I would do practice sessions, especially after Arthur Finley. I met a lot of people in England and they all said, listen, if you want to practice, we all know people, just email us and we'll give you a whole bunch. You'll be practicing for two years. And I did. I practiced nonstop for two years. And if I had, say, four practice sessions set up that afternoon, that morning, as I'm getting ready for my day, every morning without fail, when I'm in the shower, I suddenly felt this line of people waiting, getting ready. And it was interesting because they would show up like there'd be two people in a little group and then a space and then three people in a little group and then a space and then three people in another group. And it matched up exactly to who my sitters were that day. And so this information would start coming through. Now, now back then I thought I had to prepare for, you know, hours before. Until a lady said, honey, you just need to show up. You know, if you want to sit and meditate for, you know, 10 minutes, that's okay. But you don't need to just show up. 
do yourself a little prayer right before you get on with your intention and your connection and call in whoever you need help, want to be present, you know, the guides, guardians, whatnot. And, and just show up. That's how my sessions start. I just show up. And during the readings, you know, I immediately have, I can tell who I have with us and, and we just start talking and, and the evidence just starts to bam, 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 bam. And, and then somebody steps in with them and here comes maybe their, their sister or their aunt or their, you know, in relation and, and names are coming through and they're, they start to, anytime messages come through, what I find for me is really interesting. They'll drop a big evidence bomb for me, like somebody's name in the family, somebody's name that is connected directly so that we know we're on the right track. And it's just, it's just beautiful. It's so cool. I had that. I've had that several times where the spirit, like you said, would line up and then they would start talking to me, brushing my teeth, washing my hair in the shower. And I just said, guys, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but it really proves the intelligence of the spirit. They're letting you know, they know there's an appointment. They're going to show up and trying to give you a heads up. Right. And so it just validates again, that the soul continues to exist. Do you have like an aha moment or like, holy smokes, I cannot believe the spirit world brought through that type of evidence in, in a reading. And I mean, in a good way where you're like, totally. oh my God, I can't totally. even make this up. This is so like, it seems so like not a big deal, but, but it really was a big deal. It was a huge deal for me personally. It was a huge deal for my sitter. It was during one of those practice sessions and I had this lady's father-in-law and he showed me who he was. He had knee pads on, he had work boots on, he was he had sawdust everywhere and he had a belt of tools, you know, and well, so he's showing me that he was a construction worker. He built houses and we're talking about, I could smell the wood, I could smell the metal, I, you know, and all of a sudden he starts talking about marshmallows. And she's like, I, yeah, I mm, no." And I was like, hmm, okay. And so then I just carried on. And all of a sudden I said, no, I've got to talk about the marshmallows again. He's talking about the marshmallows and how special they were. She goes, yeah, I don't know. And I said, okay, well, and this is my first time where I was like being, being really nudged by spirit, like, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. So two days later, I get an email from her and she was talking to her husband whose father this was. And she was talking about this bizarre experience over marshmallows. And he was like, oh, honey. He said, when I was a kid, my dad would come get me every Thursday and take me to the rugby games. And on the way to the rugby game, we would stop at the candy store on the corner. And every day we would get marshmallows. And, and, and that was just so, so much of an aha for me because. I was absolutely dialed in to that father-in-law in in spirit. There was no question. I was not picking marshmallows up out of her field psychically. You know what I mean? There there was, so to me, and, and, and even for her, I was just, it was just a big wow, you know? Isn't that incredible? And it's interesting when you'll have a client in front of you or somebody in a practice sitting and they're like, no, no, no. And then sometimes you might even get the people that do the old, cross the arm sort of thing. Yeah. But when you are linked in with spirit and you know that evidence is coming through from them and it's accurate, 
it is so, so incredible to see how that information can end up being found out later. And it just instills that trust in the other world so much, so much more. And when I was on your show, I had mentioned something and I said, you know, when you're in circles, you hear this word a lot, surrender. And then you whipped up your sleeves and showed me your tattoos, fearlessly surrender. Yes, It really seems like with your journey that you've shared with us today, like you have embraced that. What has that internal experience been like for you where you've really allowed yourself to surrender to the power of the spirit to do this work? Not an easy question, by the way. It was really hard. I mean, it was, it was, it was the most difficult piece in this whole journey. Surrendering when you're losing everything in 2008, 2009. And, and I was hit in every direction. I was hit financially. I was hit emotionally with my relationship. I was hit mentally with just the, the chaotic mind blown. What do I do now moment? You know, Hindsight is always 2020. Mine, or yeah, hindsight. Hindsight's always 2020. And coming out of that, you know, years later, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it probably didn't have to be that difficult because I like, I, I literally left etheric claw marks on everything. I just didn't want to let go. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I learned through that. And then again, you know, almost five years ago, I went through a horrendous divorce. I was married for five years and in that relationship for almost 10. And that was, oh, it was torture. And that's when all this started happening. So that had to be eliminated for me to do and be who I'm supposed to be moving forward. I see that clearly now. The tattoos, fearlessly surrender came during that. And I was like, I need this reminder every day. And it's been my reminder every day. And just to take a big breath, close your eyes, count to 10 and just go. Amazing. So amazing. Let's talk about your podcast. How did you end up getting to create such an incredible podcast? Where did the inspiration come from? Oh my gosh. Okay. So when I went back in 2007, 2008, 2009, when I told you I went through that ravenous crave for all things spirit, I was doing, you know, tarot readings, card readings. I went to Hawaii to see Doreen Virtue for her five-day angel therapy practitioner course. That's when I discovered my Claris and I was like, wow, okay. So so I was doing all of this and, and I knew, I just knew one day I was going to have a radio show. It was before... Well, podcasts were kind of like just getting started back then, Um, but I knew I was going to have a radio show and I knew that I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to get this word out there. I wanted to talk about the reality of all this. And I was on a couple radio programs back then. Blog talk radio was, you know, a thing back in 2008. And and I knew that this was going to happen. I started to write out an outline, a format of this radio program. And I knew I, I, what was I going to call it? I don't know. So I drew a line at the top of the paper and I and I thought I, for so long, what's my title? What's the title? I said, I don't know. All I want, I, it needs to be something super spiritual. I just know it needs to be something super spiritual, but I don't know what it is yet. So I thought, well, I'll just write this in here for now. It's got to be something super spiritual. And then literally months later, it hit me and I was like, bam, that's it. It's something super spiritual because everything is. Everything we do day in and day out is a spiritual exercise is a spiritual 
experience when we are coming at it from that that place of awareness within ourselves. Totally. And so that's how it started. And I just wanted to interview. I wanted to share all of my friends with everybody and all of my new friends with everybody. So it just, yeah, it just became what spirit needed it to be. It is growing. It is evolving. It is so popular. I love your conversations because there's not like a list of questions. You just have these really raw, organic conversations that are inspiring and you have good topics. You are so varied in the different types of stuff that you talk about on your show, but it's all about really recognizing the spirit in everyday life. And that is something that is so important in the work that we do as mediums. And you're really doing that through your readings, your work with clients, and also with your podcast. And I just thank you for it because I love your voice. I love your energy. And you have something to say on so many different topics that, that need to actually be talked about. Totally. You know, with spirituality and mediumship, don't you find that sometimes the narrative is all love and light? Oh yeah. You know, and In that love and light amongst that, there can be some difficulty, there's shadow. Absolutely. You know, that's it. That's the hard part. Waking up to the shadow on our insides where we, we need to face, you know, our own truths. And, you know, maybe, maybe we weren't a really nice person for a while, but, but you know what, here's the thing. When we, when we face ourselves with compassion and grace, there's a reason we were like that. And it's probably more than likely a trauma response from something that we experienced in childhood. And this is just our way of getting through it in a way where we're protecting ourselves. We think we're protecting ourselves. And when we come to that recognition within ourselves, the grace can take place. And we're like, oh, I didn't need to do that. And then light falls through those cracks. And then a little bit more light. And when we start to shower grace on our own being, our own selves, our own experiences, our own behaviors, then it starts to ripple out to those around us. Beautifully said. Before we wrap up today, I'm just curious if you could give your thoughts on what's the meaning of life? Ooh, the meaning of life. For me, it is really about getting through life with an awareness that we are an eternal being living in this chaotic world. Every single one of us are just trying to figure it out. When we remember to choose love, you know, what would love do? What would love do in this trigger, in this massive trigger right now, what would love do? Well, love would take a really, really deep breath first (laughs) to remember we've got to love ourselves. We have to love ourselves however that looks. And that means being good to ourselves, being good to ourselves with our thoughts, how we think about ourselves, what we think about ourselves. And when we essentially put our own oxygen oxygen mask on first, life becomes a little bit clearer. And suddenly those people around us who may trigger us, who may push our buttons, we might realize that these people aren't meant for our journey moving forward and it's time to let go. What would love do? Love would lovingly let go. And when we remember to choose love, 
that's when the light gets through those cracks. And that's, I think, one of the main reasons we come back over and over again to remember that we are that. All of us are that in yeah. oneness. Beautiful, Jeffrey. Thank you so much. I love that. Very inspiring and so much truth that resonates. Can you tell my listeners what you have up and coming and, and where they can find you, how they can get in contact with you? Well, my website is jeffreypeck.com. That's J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-P-E-C-K.com. Uh, Something Super Spiritual is the podcast found uh, everywhere you get a podcast, all of those platforms. There might be something out there somewhere that I haven't discovered yet. You know how that happens? Suddenly there's something yes. that just pops up. And you're like, oh, where, where was where's that been all this time? But yeah, almost everywhere you get podcasts that I know of, all things social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, at Jeffrey Peck Medium. The YouTube has all of the videos of the conversations that are great to watch and people love to comment. I love it when the people comment and want to include themselves in these conversations. It's one of my favorite things. And also twice a week on YouTube, Wednesdays and Fridays, I do a live stream with friends. And Wednesdays, we do a whole hour or more of readings, little mini readings and, and include, you know, the, the everybody in the group. They have all become friends. It's so awesome to watch all of these people in the chat becoming friends. And on Friday, we have a little discussion, just a little spirit talk, a little inspirational talk, and then end up, you know, with mini readings at the end. So please join us at Jeffrey Peck Medium on YouTube. It's, it's really a blast. You can find all of that information in the show notes, everybody. Jeffrey, thank you so much, my friend, for taking the time, coming on to my show, being so open, vulnerable, and authentic, and sharing your voice with my listeners. I just... I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much too. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Connected Spirit. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you so much for tagging me on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. It really helps to get the word out about this podcast so we can help more people just like you. If you're interested in a private reading or attending any one of my mentoring classes, workshops, or events, you can go to mediumcourtneydawson.com or check me out on Instagram at mediumcourtneydawson. Have a great day, guys.